Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of FPL Backbenchers. This is your host Somnath. Hope you guys have been doing well and it has been a great week for FPL. Today I'm joined by my co-host Anjan. Anjan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Had a good week? Oh, he's not doing. <laughs> I don't think Somnath is doing very well, especially after the result that Arsenal got against Chelsea. <laughs> But he has he scored good, so I'm sure he, from an FPL point of view, he would be happy. Let's keep the pot to FPL, guys. I mean, let's not get into Arsenal. This will become another pot totally. Uh, again, I also am joined by my co-host uh, Ronajay. Ronajay, how are you doing? Been a fantastic like week. FPL wise. Let's not get into our teams again. Oh my gosh, like you, <laughs> I am dejected because of what United did. Mm-hmm. But I had a decent game week, so I can't complain. Understandable. Before getting into uh, our teams and our game week points, I would like to mention that uh, all the stats taken in this particular podcast are from Fantasy Football Hub. So, if you guys want to check it out, it's an amazing website. They have an amazing app as well. Do check it out. Also, uh, another thing, uh, I think uh, Ronajay and you were discussing, and Anjan also knows about this. Uh, we have a very special uh, announcement at the end of the pod, right? So, please stay tuned. Uh, we will be mentioning something very special that we are about to do next week. Right? Also, guys, if you like our content, please like and subscribe. Right? It helps us a lot. Especially do like our video. It helps us get found. Anyways, let's get in straight away into our game week points. Uh, and we'll start with Anjan's team. So, why don't you take it up, Anjan? Well, uh... My team scored 79%. Well, the star of this week was obviously two West Ham boys, Antonio and Ben Rama. Apart from that, yeah, 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 yeah. And apart from that, I had Trent Alexander Arnold, I had Simakas, I had So. And in my midfield, I had uh, Fernandes, Salah, Barnes, and Krillich. And my forward, other forward was Wilson. So, overall, I had a very nice game week. Feel wise. What about good? I mean, I think that's a game week rank of almost 400k, which is brilliant for any given game week. I mean, I think if we all achieve 400k game week in a particular week for the entire season, we'll be ranked number one in FPL, right? So, all in all, a good week. Yeah. Yeah. Semika's doing the goods for you guys, right? I I think uh, Ronjo also have him. Yeah, let's look into his team now. Yeah, I also do have Simikas. Uh, I did not buy into the Liverpool uh, three players getting blocked due to Simikas. Mm-hmm. I actually was hoping that Simikas would continue for a bit longer, but now I see that Robertson is is back training and uh, he should probably be starting for uh, against Chelsea. We will not see that. Here, in right? the I mean, for, he has not trained or he has not been part of any match. Might be or might not be as well. Yeah, uh, Simikas is doing well and uh, I... I do not expect him to play this game week. But uh, sorry, I do expect him to. Uh, no, I am not playing him in my eleven this game week from an FPL point of view. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So the, playing Chelsea. So that is so that is the reason I am not uh, too worried. I'm just looking at the right option, right moment to uh, sell Simikas and get that point uh, advantage. Uh, in terms of my team, my template guys did 
as much as uh, everyone's. Uh, my captain Bruno, uh, I was so happy that Salah did nothing, but then Bruno also, you know, trumped him, if you can say that. Yeah. Uh, uh, in terms of non-template players, I had Sar, who also did not contribute much. Uh, I am still okay not having Ben Rama along with Antonio because I think uh, when both of the West, when West Ham is going to blank, both of them are going to blank. But let's see, that's a different discussion. Overall, pretty okay with the game week. Uh, after Salah blanked, I was hoping for a more, little more score from Bruno Fernandes. But yeah, maybe he'll, hopefully he'll compensate this game week. What about you, Shomnath? Uh, I think uh, with me, we complete the trifecta of 70 plus scores for this particular pod. I also, much like my friend Anjan has scored uh, 79 points for the game week. Uh, major point givers definitely was Trent giving 12 points for me. Uh, the double up of West Ham again come here doing the goods. Ben Rama and Antonio. I never doubted them. They were my That's pieces. And yeah, you must be itching and thinking. Uh, I mean, it's the similar scenario I had faced last season when uh, Lingard was consist- consistently doing and I was not part of that. So I'm glad that this time at least I'm part of that. Uh, oh good gosh. thing for me good- is... Uh, uh, I mean, I'll start with the bad thing first rather. Bad thing for me is my triple up was not semi-cut uh, of Liverpool. So that was a huge chunk of point, 11 points that I had missed. Good thing for me is I am probably one of the very few people whose captaincy actually clicked for the game week. I had Mane as my captain. And oh yeah, that's a good, that at was that a very point, good I felt end. that uh, you know that was a huge advantage. But eventually, what how it turned out, it just stopped any losses for me. I mean, I probably gained the same point as everybody did. But me, my captain working out actually did in that in my favor and my rank did not fall even further. Right? So that's about our game week. Uh, let's get into the highlights of the game week. And it was an exciting uh, week of uh, football in Premier League. Right? Uh, so, Ronajay, uh, why don't you kick us off with the highlights of the game week and uh, how it went? Most definitely. Uh, I think the first game was Liverpool versus Burnley. Yeah, I was expecting Burnley to hold Liverpool off. Uh, I was not expecting a you know big scoreline, and uh, luckily or unluckily for me, it came true, and Salah did not do anything. So I was very happy at that point of time. Simicast did extremely well. Uh, both uh, Liverpool's fullbacks were you know playing very high up, uh, like they do for like they do when Robertson and Tar plays. And Tar seems to be back. I think he had seven key passes in the whole game week. So definitely something. Definitely uh, worth keeping because a lot of people would be thinking about selling Ta and bringing Robertson. Maybe uh, if they do not have Simicast, they just get to save a 0.5 point, uh, you know budget there because all the big hitters are on the front line. But Ta is definitely one of those which I intend to keep uh, going forward. In terms of Burnley's assets, uh, I saw that Loughton was playing as much as uh, as uh, farther like uh, Trent uh, Arnold. So when I want to take Burnley assets, when their game fixtures improve, that is, Loughton is someone I'll keep my eyes on. Uh, all in all, a decent uh, scoreline for Liverpool. 2-0 is a good win at home after playing uh, at home after so many, uh, such a long time. Um, good. What, I would what like do you to think, add to this. Uh, I mean, interestingly, I, uh, you pointed out about Ta. I mean, I even I did not expect a very huge score line. Uh, the traditional score line of Liverpool versus Burnley has been 3-0. Uh, interesting thing about Ta is, you know, uh, I feel 
he, his chance creation has gone up even further i mean he had two big chances in this particular game itself plus and it is not just crosses that he is doing i mean uh, especially the goal for my uh, captain mane that actually came from the center of the field so he is doing a lot of through balls right wherein he is uh, being more actively involved in the midfield play right and uh, even semikas i mean uh, kudos to him kudos to his owners for getting him he has done i think a brilliant job uh, in the absence of robertson uh, his stats uh, were like brilliant for this particular game as well right uh, he had an assist for the go- uh, jota goal as well that liverpool uh, scored first mane in particular were also well and and liverpool in general i mean they are creating huge number of shots they are the league leaders in that right now right so uh, all in all they are looking really good anything to add anjan to this or we can move on to the next one so oh. oh, i nothing must to add nothing must to add uh, i feel uh, liverpool full liverpool full packs are packed pack. <laughs> absolutely i feel yeah no doubt about so it so like hmm. And I, I'll also say yeah, uh, seem to be for back. Salah owners. There's also a meme going over the. Hey, sure. Go. No, no, no. I was just stating. You continue. No, what I was saying is there is a meme going on in Twitter that uh, Robertson seems to be a very good Simicast backup. Uh, Simicast is really doing very well. I hope he plays a couple of more games uh, so that his price rises. Uh, but I think he's done exceptionally well. Uh, other than that. Other than that, not much to cover from the Liverpool game. Uh, it was as expected uh, by most guys. Uh, uh, shall we move on to the next game, which was, I think, Villa versus Newcastle? Yeah, absolutely. Just before moving on, I will just like like to add on. Uh, Salah did not look traditionally like he would not score. I mean, to be very honest, he was very unlucky. He actually scored and it got called offside. So Salah captains and Salah owners should not be deterred by it. He looked absolutely on point. Right, and that's just something I wanted to say. Yeah, moving on. Our our friend our friend Anjan is doing some silly business with his camera. I can see, but I think we should move on. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next game was Villa versus Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the score line like? It was two nil. Two nil to Villa. Villa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I just remembered. Ings scored, and the second goal also was taken off him. <laughs> I was hoping that Ings would win. Of Matty Cash. the length of the throw in oh yeah and what a and what a beautiful goal it probably one of the definitely one of the contenders for the goal of the season uh, definitely i mean you uh, villa in that sense they are a, a team who have uh, before the season started they have hired a set piece coach for this particular purpose and ings was interestingly questioned about this post match as well wherein he said that we won't uh, i don't want to be giving away our statistics but that's something that we have been working on and uh they have eventually identified that uh, set piece uh, is a huge part of the game today and whatever edge you can give yourself as a team it's there i mean and it definitely shows this eventually scored yeah, you were about Absolutely. to share something about the match your observation about the match yeah uh, i i think for dukas uh, for sorry uh, for villa elgazi uh, was the farthest up front so we do expect him to take the penalties when he is on the pitch and he is playing uh, even far, further than uh, ings so when in the team is a good option uh, 
uh, but with Traore back and the other players back, uh, I do not think uh, El Ghazi is going to be a con- consistent face uh, on the pitch, at least in the starting eleven. He would definitely come uh, as a as a sub and make good uh, substitutes. I mean, good impact. I hope whatever penalties Villa get, uh, get, they do get before he comes on, so that at least Ings get to take them. Uh, in terms it's of Newcastle, clear to us, right? Like, so El Ghazi is definitely the franchise penalty taker. Oh, and the last yeah, week yeah. the penalty was just given to give Ings his debut goal for Villa. That's what. That's how I felt, man. Because right. he took the penalty when El Ghazi no, was yeah. on the. I think El Ghazi was also taking penalties for them last year, so it's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. continuation. Uh, he has a hundred percent. And record. in terms of yes, and in terms of Newcastle, uh, what I saw was that uh, Saint Maximin was playing, you know, very high up the pitch, because I am not not a very hugely uh, huge fan of stats. I do not I do not have the time to go by stats. One of the one of the things that I do look is who is playing mostly up front or the farthest up front, and in terms of Newcastle, I saw that Saint Maximin is still the man uh, who is playing. High up, high up the pitch, even in front of uh, Wilson. So he's definitely one of my uh, one of the players I am looking at. But obviously, with so many big players uh, around, he is not in my list at this moment. Uh, Anjan, anything to add on this? Yeah. Yeah. What I would like to say. add. Oh, sorry, Anjan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say Villa were very lucky not to concede actually. Absolutely. Was, Villa were very. Lucky enough, not to concede. I think, I think that, that that has that has been a trend since since even since last se- uh, season, the end of the last season, Newcastle has been a has been a strong side, and they are taking that momentum forward. So probably they should have scored. Uh, the two two nil uh, score line is a little. Uh, t- so uh, what I think Anjan means little, is uh, by being unlucky is I mean Newcastle were really unlucky. Because I thought the VAR call on the Wilson penalty decision, I definitely at least on real time play, it definitely looked like a penalty. Emmy Martinez, that is an unbelievable foul from him. I don't know why it was not given a penalty, which was felt very stupid at the time. But uh, this has happened twice with Newcastle now. I mean, even in the West Ham game, they had a penalty claim which they did not get. So I mean, in that sense, I think definitely Villa are lucky to have kept their clean sheet. Another point I'll add because it's an interesting discussion that is going on in the community right now about uh, what to do with Danny Ings and what to do with Wilson. I will say Danny Ings. I mean, congratulations to his owners. You have got two goals back to back. But barring that goal in this particular match, he had no shot on target. Right, that was his only shot on target, and he converted that. So uh, it probably might be due to the fact that the team has not gelled as of yet. Right, but. Then again, Danny Ings getting returns after returns that also has a little bit of variance to it. Just keep that in mind. Uh, right. In my point, Danny Ings is a player who do uh, who does get a lot of goals, and with Watkins coming in and the, all the rest of the players coming in, I'm sure he's going to score more. Uh, yeah. I think his fixtures take take a bad turn uh, in a couple of game weeks. Uh, From game so week I am definitely. So yes, so I am definitely one of them who's planning to move him out. But let's see. I hope I do not regret the decision. Okay, moving on to Crystal Palace and Brentford. Oh my gosh, one of the one of one one game from which I was do I was expecting Tony to break his uh, deadlock in the Premier League in this season, but again nothing. Uh, very interestingly, I I I did say that Brentford is one of the 
teams who are going to score who are going to uh, concede a lot of goals because we saw that against the against arsenal that they conceded a lot of shots uh, but yeah brentford still doing do, uh, good maybe it's the beginners luck for brentford at this moment 0-0 uh 3 points and then 1 point uh good start for brentford i guess not mo- not more to cover at least from my side uh i would then just like to add like as far as 00 goes i mean this was not a boring 00 by any stand uh what i would say regarding i mean it was a brilliant debut for ona gallagher for crystal palace who has come from west uh he and mbomo i think both of them hit the either the post or the bar right so they were unlucky but the interesting thing is i understand that benford has kept back to back clean sheet and people might be looking at their assets and i think the uh, defender had a prize rise as well i will still say that they're very lucky not to concede right now because uh, palace was not at full strength and yet the fact that they dominated benford in the match is something that people need to be very about my observation also was mbwemo is probably the best asset from brentford if to own i i do own tony myself uh, much like many people but i think mbwemo would be the better choice he's on most speeches he takes corners he is the farthest up as well right the only negative point about him is he gets sub i think before the 90 minutes mark uh, and he does not have penalties in his locker but i think that 1 million could go along i i think one of the fact one of the, one of the reasons why i see brentford is still a uh, team to target if you against them is because they are playing a very high line uh, that is what i saw in the yeah, game absolutely. they're pretty, playing a pretty high line and they had they are one of the teams who had the most shots in this uh, in the entire game week i think it was more than 15 shots they had more than 15 shots in the entire you know in their games so they are looking to attack and they are they, uh, and since they are playing a little high line i am expecting gaps to be there in the back and big teams when they are playing against brentford will capitalize on that even even the lesser teams would do and uh, so that is definitely one place uh, we should you know our, our we should you know look to capitalize uh, when teams are playing against brentford in terms of crystal palace uh, yes the team is not fully uh, fit I, uh, what i saw was they were attacking almost attacking uh, almost doing the, all the attacks from the middle or the right where zaha plays uh, whereas from the left there was not much uh, to talk about so that is also something which uh, people should uh, know uh, or keep in mind if you are looking to bring in a palace asset at this moment anjan you want to add anything yeah. about tony because a lot of people are confused as to what to do with tony and how is he playing he has blanks back to back matches right ah, so tony tony one thing i uh, saw in the match particularly that even tony is staying a bit deep he's like he's like coming to the coming to the midfield yeah. yeah but 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 still even uh, tony had around five shot in this particular match in this particular match and uh, two were in uh, and uh, two shots were on target also so eventually he will score but uh, like uh, you have to be patience with patience with but i think i mean when we are stating that he had five shots and two on target i mean 
uh, we need to be a bit con- contextual about it as well i mean if you, if you have seen the match the only real shot that felt like going in was one from which he shot from outside of the box and he had a yeah. com- comfortable save yeah. right yeah. but uh, yeah. Yeah. saved it comfortably yeah. so as yeah. of now he is not looking that much of the threat or whatever his shots are are basically from set pieces which was mm. once again which was on target uh from open mm. play he is as you correctly mentioned he is playing a bit reserved wherein he is talking mm. deep to create the ball and the, uh, probably mbuemo is the one who is benefiting from that the most yeah. that's what yeah. i felt yeah. for mm. right? yeah. i'm i'm a little confused with mbuemo as a option because i do not like an option who does not play 90 minutes or yeah he has everything is the con going against him you already mentioned that but yeah he all he he does everything but that 90 minute factor is still something which is bothering me but probably if you are going for a formation change i mean i don't know it depends again on your team budget and all if it's your eighth attacker and you're keeping him on the bench i mean if you can do that he's a very handy but, eighth uh, attacker but a 5.5 eighth attacker does not make a sense or if you're trying to uh, fit in more than two premiums into your team i think he could be a good correct name. that is the only only place only where you can look at embuem at this moment not me at least uh, right now anyways i think okay. if if you have discussed enough about the game let's talk about one of the most exciting games of the game week i think uh, uh, leeds versus everton 2-2 if yeah. i remember correctly i had predicted the exact score line in our last pod uh, so kudos <laughs> to me yeah true. but uh, i i am not sure if i did but most probably i did that uh i think uh, uh, we have done a lot of i mean uh, amongst ourselves we have done a lot of correct prediction because as i was seeing the games i was like hey i predicted that line and hey i ronjay uh, predicted when, that particular score when there, when there is nothing on the nothing on the line for us uh, we do uh, tend to get things correct but only when things are <laughs> only when things are on the line for us we will get it wrong we don't worry about it i think leeds versus everton was one of the most exciting games like i was saying uh dcl against again looked a very good option and even richardson is a good option because richardson and dcl are playing on the same line i i keep going back to my position uh, thing um and so richardson i guess is still a good option uh, i i read a crazy rumor today that richardson might be considered as one of the replacement options for uh, mbappe if he really goes to real madrid yeah. Yeah. so yeah. my gosh uh, yeah uh, a big promotion for uh, 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 Richardson if does that happen if uh, that does happen but at this moment both DCL and Richardson are very good options uh, i think it's uh, too me. late in the window for everton to even consider that i mean had that been up front i mean if richardson goes who is there to create for the team because they are not playing james right now uh, stigelson is not available right now uh, i mean it just looks it will be a very disoriented team if that does happen eventually but to your point if, as you said if you really want something forward with the do yeah sorry yeah yeah they are they are playing quite high up the pitch yeah so uh, hmm. don't you feel like i mean uh, obviously you guys have watched the team uh, it does feel like everything is uh, building up towards getting the ball to dcl right yeah he seems the man yeah. at everton Yeah, yeah, they. Yeah. He seems to be the man. He seems to be the target man, and there are a lot of crosses from both the sides which are happening. So yeah. if you're, mm-hmm. if you are looking at someone from Everton, DCL is obviously the guy. Barring that, I think also Demari Gray has come into his own 
automatically i mean his gameplay has gone up i don't know where this was when he was playing for leicester and then again he got did not get that much any chances in leicester also uh, a player to mention is dukure dukure i feel right now under benitez has a bit more attacking role than he had under ancelotti wherein he is playing a bit similar to how he used to play in his watford days so he is getting into the box or his two balls are getting into the box right so he has a good assist potential and both of them are five and a half as of now no not considering any of them for my team particularly i need a little bit more convincing but uh, i think they are good options going forward yeah. anjan yeah, uh, what do you have to say about leeds how do you think leeds yeah. performs he spoke enough to order offensively offensively the perform well i feel but uh, defensively i feel they are still lagging behind might be because of their center back center back florentin missing and florentin missing one to see right <laughs> and that is the that is the reason a lot of people like leeds mm. the way they play i think uh, yeah, they play a very attacking kind of were again yeah i think clich and rafinha were again uh giving bamford a competition for the was very good actually a high spot on the pitch rafina was very good actually rafina was all three of those options rafina was very good actually i agree and i think clich rafina and bamford are options which i'm looking at um let's see most probably i'll be going with rafina but especially if you look at the run still to be decided 5 till game week 11 I think uh, Leeds have a very good run of fixtures from that particular in that particular slot. So uh, something yeah. to consider. Uh, Rafinha, as Anjan was saying yeah. rightly, he did look uh, amazing. I mean, he got his goal as well. He had six six shots. Two of them were on target. Uh, this is my just might be my hunch saying. I I understand that you know we are like attacking Leeds. I think uh, they had a very on and off kind of a preseason. and after two games i think under match match time under their belt i think they are coming together as a group and i will be seeing a bit more dominant leads in that sense i mean starting from this game week i do expect them to win against burnley in the upcoming game week so i think we will be seeing uh, the leads that we have come to know in the last season a bit more of that yeah most right. definitely in my opinion hopes moving on uh, it was uh, a predictable score line and a predictable match i think someone of us had predicted 5-0 for man city sanjan why don't me, you me, take me. away uh, man city for forage it was me it was me who predicted the 5-0 <laughs> okay so you are the correct man to actually uh, i i think i went with ponel uh, i did not want to discredit norwich too much but anyways uh, how did you see the match well i feel man city were all over the pitch for them and this norwich left side was very vulnerable i feel there was no one on that particular side because most of those goals came from that particular side and 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 all that's an interesting fact actually because what i saw was norwich was all norwich's shots whatever they were one or two or three or four i do not remember the exact number were all from the left so that is a very interesting fact that they were attacking from the left and they were also conceding from the left <laughs> true yeah true uh what i would say uh, i think i have a contradictory view on this contradictory to popular view 
I don't feel Man City actually got off their second gear in this match because they did not look like a very uh, fluent attacking unit in that sense. As you guys have currently already mentioned, everything was from the left. What I would say was uh, Jesus on the wing was sensational. I mean, he and Walker uh, actually created literally all the goals. I mean, and whatever goals they had, barring probably the Mahrez one where Diaz passed deep into Mahrez, uh, I think all the goals were same. Wherein Jesus has crossed in some capacity and somebody has tapped in a goal. Right? So, uh, I don't think... Uh, this uh, scoreline is predictive of what they will be doing in the recent future, right? Uh, I know Arsenal faced them, and then again, another concern is as uh, the left side was vulnerable for Norwich, so it is for Arsenal right now as well. But I don't see this bigger scoreline. I mean, not just generally Arsenal. Also, I don't think this is their first eleven, and they are fluent yet. I mean, it would look like a big monkey of the back for Jack Grealish that he actually got his goal, uh, first goal, debut goal in front of the Etihad crowd. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, it's much more to gel. Uh, how did you guys see Jack Grealish as an uh, asset option? I mean, what did you feel? I feel... Okay, go ahead, Anjan. Well, I feel he is the most nailed on asset for City. Right at this moment. I guess City will play in and around in and around with him. He's going to be your view, Ronjay, because I have a bit of a contradictory view to what Anjan is stating right now. I think Grealish is assisting the assister. And I will be keeping off Grealish at this moment. My The players to look at in Man City for me would be uh, Ferran Torres because obviously Kane's not going now. Uh, we we have Mahrez a section obviously. on Man City actually uh, upcoming, right? For you. Uh, entire you segment to zip it for now. So we yeah. will be covering that. Just on the Grealish point, I uh, I don't think he's the best option Man City-wise, although he probably is the most nailed due to his price tag. Uh, but then again, we'll uh, look into it uh, going forward, right? Moving on to the next one match. Very, uh, one, uh, just before you move on, one very interesting fact was that... Uh, Norwich did not concede too many chances. So whatever chances they conceded, they got scored off. So Norwich are going to come uh, good, and then maybe Puki might be a good option when Norwich has actually started defending better. So uh, something to keep in mind. Yeah, Puki party will start soon. You mean? Hopefully. I remember the GIS. Do you remember the GIS? The Puki party one. No, I don't. You were irritating as hell, man. But (laughs) it was awesome. Like two seasons back. Anyways, moving on to uh, Brighton versus Watford. Not a match that I predicted as how it will turn out. Anjan, why don't you take it? Take us through it. Well, uh, Brighton had a very decent match. Decent match. Watford were, were not up to the mark in this match. I feel like, uh, apart from apart from Shane Duffy, Bisuma had a very good match. He was very... Very, very lively in this match. And, uh, and Bisuma had. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell. Bisuma should be a target for most top teams. He's playing fantastically. I'm just banging my head uh, considering that why didn't Arsenal actually go for Bisuma when it was widely rumored that he was our primary target? I mean, throughout the entire summer, we heard Bisuma is the first target, and there were a lot of photos. I don't know why Arsenal did not go and they went to Brighton and they took Ben White. 
I don't know why Bishuma was not part of the conversation. Anyways, you yeah. Wanted, you wanted a package deal kind of a thing. Okay. Let's not go there. Yeah. <clears throat> Shall we move so, on to the next game? Not much to talk about here. Uh, I I think I, I would like to add on. Uh, it was a contrasting performance from Watford from what we have seen in the first match, right? Zero uh, shots and goal. They absolutely look clueless uh, as to what to do. I don't think they had a single shot on target uh, for the entirety of the match. Uh, Brighton obviously a very good tactical team with a brilliant manager in Graham Potter, but Watford, I mean, whatever little attack that came through was. from sar and uh, sar was inconsistent to say the least so unfortunately i mean the impression that we had in the first game week uh, uh, what we saw from villa villa match i think that is a bit turned it will be interesting to see if this is a home and away form thing right but probably they are not as attacking as we thought going ahead yeah i was very disappointed with what sar did because sar was one of the differential players that i had Uh, because I, I expected this a uh, like scoring match from both end of I the pitch. I also expected it was not. I mean, uh, not that uh, it was due to a good save from Sanchez, uh, and Sanchez was exceptional in the goal. I think he hardly hardly had one save to do, but it was more down to uh, what uh, Watford were doing on the pitch, and they were not uh, that convincing going forward. Anyways, uh, moving on. Just before, ju- yeah, I think just before we move on, we have to we have to uh, mention about Duffy, four point zero option. Everyone seems to be considering him at, at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we will. I will. He is actually now. Just, yeah, Duffy is yeah, now four point one actually. Yeah, he is supposed oh, okay. to so go four, up again probably. Either four point one, four point two. But the only thing that uh, if you do not have him, I'll suggest you hold hold off him because Ben Dunk is going to be back pretty soon. So. It's, it'll be interesting to see where Duffy gets fits uh, fitted into, or if he shifted yeah. out of the team. Uh, let's see. I think uh, what you mean is Weltman will be back. Dunk is already back in the team. He is sorry, Weltman. Yeah, Weltman yeah. in the is will be back. But I I don't think uh, the way Duffy is playing right now and how Potter is praising Duffy and he has added a height and solidarity to the defense. I think Weltman will be taking the position that Lamptey plays. Uh, which probably right now motor or somebody but, is playing i'm not but remembering. even lamty is back even lamty is training so it's oh. that is the reason i'm uh, uh, you know suggesting just wait on uh, wait on this for a couple of game weeks and then you're going to have a better uh, view you're going to surprise i have a surprise seeing my team and then no, no. Actually, uh, actually, actually i wanted to say something the uh, actually, actually actually i wanted to, uh, to say something brighton fixtures uh, would turn in few weeks their fixtures uh, were very good right now they would turn so like so like if you don't, if have, you don't have then wait or wait or go yeah but i i think sure. if somebody is looking at him as a semicast replacement we have to also consider the price guys i mean he is not exactly a four and a half or a five defender he is a 4.4 defender right now he is a 4.1 defender so if somebody is looking probably to get some weeks out of him and keeping him as a bench option going forward i think he's a decent buy i mean if you can if he, if he if he's playing he's definitely an option regardless of their fixtures i mean i i don't think anybody is buying a four defender considering him to be a week in week out in the first 11 right so mm-hmm. i think he's a decent a bench ta. option yeah. right hey miss moving on ronaja uh, i think uh, you should take us to this particular match 
Saints which, versus Man United. How did it go? I have my own perception. I would like to hear about a fan thing. So I, I think again, United considered a silly goal. We have this habit of considering silly, stupid goals. Um, there is no point talking about the foul. Whether it was a foul, it wasn't a foul. The goals given, it's, it was okay. Uh, Martial did not look lively. Greenwood, when playing up front, was uh, sensational. He he is going to be one of England's brightest stars. I, I feel. Uh, all in all, uh, um, uh, Shaw with two bonus that was surprising. Uh, that was weird. All in all, uh, it was weird, least. surprising, whatever you call it. Yeah. But all Thanks in all, this. very disappointed with the game. We should have easily won the game. Uh, we did not. Uh, our midfield, uh, the duo of Fred and Matic, were too slow. I think they bo- bo- did not move the ball as fast as uh, a McTominay would do or a. Any other midfield? I, I don't know that is why the, one... uh, the pairing of Fred and McTominay was uh, separated. I think McTominay. McTominay seems really to be injured, but he did come on, right? McTominay seems to be injured. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did come off. Uh, uh, did he? I, I do not remember. Match. But uh, okay, uh, maybe. But what I heard was McTominay was injured, and that is the reason he he may not have started. And that is also one of the reasons United should look to add one player in this transfer window. Uh, there has been a plethora of names which has been uh, linked with United as usual. We are the biggest club in the world. Kamavinga, uh, yeah. Kamavinga, Neves, uh, Saul. Well, let's see what happens at the end of the day. But very disappointing game. You are insistent on Bisuma, right? Oh yeah. Anyway, any day Bisuma. Out of the three, out of the four, out of the five. <laughs> I get that. I, I think uh, Saints were really good in this match. Uh, I they were better than they were better than. Uh, the barring last the goal, also I think uh, there was a one-on-one chance which actually Adam Armstrong should have converted, which he shot directly at Dia. Had that not been the scoreline, would have been different. And I mean, considering what we have seen of him the past couple of game weeks, his caliber striker should have probably converted that. They were really good, but in saying that, I will also say this. That uh, Saints were really lucky that, and FPL managers in generally were really unlucky that Bruno did not score. He had a lot of direct attempts. There were some saves. On another day, probably he would have had a brace or a hat trick again. Uh, but that the just was not to be. Uh, another one, a guy I would like to mention. I mean, I think everybody has mentioned him this week enough. But uh, definitely, Tino Livramento is somebody definitely to look forward to. I was surprised that uh, when Kyle Walker Peters came in, he was not subbed out. He was actually moved on to a wing back position. He is just 18 years old. I think Anjan will be better uh, able to tell us because he has come from Chelsea's academy, and he looks like a real prospect. Another one, if you are considering a semi-cast option, he is also 4.0 right now. And I think Southampton going forward has mixed and decent picture. Anjan, what do you he think? He is definitely one of the options. Yeah. Before we we go to Anjan, I think Liveramento is definitely one of the options mm-hmm. because for 25 minutes after uh, I think Walcott went off, or for at least 25 to 30 minutes, he was playing on the right of a 4-4-2 in the mid in the midfield. Yeah, exactly, wing back position. Yeah. So yeah. he is definitely one of the option one of the options I'm looking at. Yeah, he's a very decent. Uh, Anjan, uh, you were saying something. No, uh, I was saying that he, I feel like. He is the, He's the best, best option in this, in this price bracket. After Simicas, I was the exciting yes. option. Uh, considering he, I don't know if you guys watched the match or not. He had a almost a seventy-yard stretch of a run 
where he was uh, running with the ball and he crossed it into Che Adams or Adam Armstrong's path. He looks very exciting. I I must say yeah. this. I did not expect him to be a starter in this team, but uh, Ralph seems to be trusting his young guys a lot, and uh, I did not actually envisage him overtaking Kyle Walker in the starting position. But he is doing that, and he can also, as uh, Ronjay also mentioned, that he can play in a midfield four as well uh, on the right hand side. So he really is a exciting option. Going forward, and he's only and he's only 18, so good thing. And he's only 18. Chelsea Academy players are really good, right? So okay, since you're talking about Chelsea Academy, Chelsea since you're talking about Chelsea Academy, shall we talk about the next game week? And uh, sorry, next game which is Chelsea Arsenal. Uh, I think. What uh, do you think, Shomar? Uh, Chelsea Arsenal. There's another game that went through. Oh, yeah. uh, just you know, you want to be you want to be avoiding the game. on a hold uh, to listen to an Arsenal fans uh, whatever it is. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the next match was Wolves against Tottenham. Uh, it was at Molyneux, and Nuno was back at Molyneux. Uh, this particular mm-hmm. match, I, what my impression generally of what I've seen from Tottenham. Is Nuno has converted them into a counter-attacking team, like like how he had at Wolves, right? Because uh, both the matches, it was not that Tottenham was going for it; it was rather conversely Wolves who were going for it, and they have had again, I think, 25 shots in the match. They are the second highest. Uh, uh, they are second in the list of the teams that have taken most number of shots, just behind Liverpool. Incidentally, Five they don't shots. have a single goal as yes. of yet, right? And uh, on the other hand, I think uh, after the Delhi Ali penalty, which was again a big revelation, I think uh, I don't think I uh, do. You guys see uh, Delhi Ali as being the designated penalty taker? No, actually, no, actually, it's maybe the penalty taker. I think it's whoever wins no, no, the penalty, much. right? No, it should be Kane. I mean, Kane is England captain. He's the he's the he's not best playing, striker in the league. Yeah, if he is not playing now, we have new development where we know Kane will be there. But the question that was going around if he yeah. was not there, so uh, was Delhi Ali higher in the pecking order and so on? I mean, I think uh, now the discussion is null and void. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I I would still say it would be Delhi Ali because he's taken the penalty. But moot point moot at this point. Moot point, point at this point. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Anjan, you have anything to add about this particular match? Well, I want to say. Well, I want to say. Adam Tarode was uh, had a very good match, but like he's uh, he had around four shots. He also seems to be a target for Spurs. Oh, is it Tarode? He's one of the most skillful yeah. guys who is absolutely the most wasteful guy. Also, I have seen. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. I think the number of chances he, that he creates and the positions that he get in gets into and the misses that he does from those positions. Is exceptional. I mean, something. Right? I I don't. No, no. Don't think. To uh, suppose a big match of the game was. We will not be talking much about Chelsea because we are covering Chelsea in another segment. Uh, yes. I felt he should have matched. The idea was basically to press with his front three the back three of Chelsea, which did not work because the front three did not have any experience. It was Pepe and Martinelli. They don't have really have that much experience. 
Taka was specially not tracking back, so people might be getting excited about Chelsea a lot. Uh, but also understand this: this is also a lot. I remember, yeah. It's an injury or something. And the big factor I felt was the entire Arsenal team was overawed by Romelu Lukaku. And in that, they were literally ball-watching that man, wherein they forgot that they have left faces open. And it was eventually too easy for Lukaku. Uh, I would say as an Arsenal fan, we are lucky to get away with the 2-0. I could have seen it gone, probably Lukaku could have had his hat-trick, if not for uh, a brilliant save from Leno, uh, from a point-blank range, it would have definitely been a brace. That was a fantastic save. I think even Lukaku was asking his players, did he save it? How did he save it? Yeah, so, (laughs) I feel lucky. I'm scared about going into the next game league against Man City. Uh, But Arsenal's games do get Arsenal's games do get easy. Uh, get, Arsenal's game do get easy after Man City. Yeah, I'm sure they're game. going to use that that games to improve their performance and obviously return game oh, and but get I, some points. As a fan, I don't feel good that the first three match of the seasons are a write off. That we have to write it off and we have to think about restarting our season from game week four. Anyways. Uh, Moving on uh, to the last match of the game week, I think this was the most exciting match of the game week. Uh, before I get into West Ham and Leicester, uh, obviously people know the scoreline. It was 4-1 in favor of uh, West Ham. Antonio became the record goal scorer, taking over Paolo Di Canio, I think, uh, on 49 goals. So, uh, then again, uh, Leicester went down to 10 men. But in saying that, even when they were entire squad on the pitch, I think West Ham dominated them. But the end scoreline was eventually a lot of reflection of that was due to the 10 men. And also the fact that Rogers, when he took away Wadi and Madison, he actually replaced them with uh, Daka and Minacho, which was really surprising to me at that point of time that he is still going for the game. And after those particular subs, actually, is when Antonio scored his place. Till that point, Antonio only had an assist. Ben Rama's goal, right? So I think uh, tactically he was outplayed by Moyes, and tactically he was wrong. He should have probably contained and uh, thought about getting a counter-attacking goal. Uh, there's something wrong with their defense, Leicester. Uh, Soyuncu is not a- a- actually to his best. Amate is a horrible defender. Uh, nobody should be actually going if you have think about an exit plan. Uh, that's about it. I don't see them keeping much clean sheet. Probably Westergaard will change the scenario. Anything couple you guys of, want to add? Couple of points I wanted to add. Uh, Westergaard's obviously coming back, so that's going to improve their defense. Also, uh, the left back from Southampton who's gone there. Uh, I, I, didn't, I forgot his. And is also back training. Slight answer to what we, you were saying initially about. They uh, should not have 
gone uh, with the attacking uh, that i really prefer teams to go for it uh, what i was no, very I, i'm not saying that they should not have gone for it i am saying that the score line is reflected due to those attacking substitution probably yeah, he would have is, uh, he could have contained the score line yeah yeah that is totally that totally correct but you would rather have teams like leicester who have just fallen short of champions league Uh, in the last two seasons go for it rather than not go for it because that is the only re- only way they're going to uh, become a part of the big uh, teams even with a man down i think leicester had more than 47% possession so that's a testimony to the way uh, brendan rodgers is setting his team up and uh, i think you also had did you have harvey barnes i think harvey barnes harvey barnes was also substituted early but harvey barnes was one of the <laughs> players who was who was one of, who was playing uh, the highest uh, highest of the pitch for leicester so if you have him uh, next next week they're up against norwich uh, maybe for all those who has uh, Abhi yeah, one of my considerations actually i'm i'm a bit confused about him because to me he looked lost in that particular match uh, that was again probably due to the red card but then again uh, he or particularly leicester did not generally look scoring I think from an FPL perspective, if Leicester is a team as you mentioned that are going for it, it is very exciting. So we can target that. Um, teams playing opposite to Leicester, you can take targets as assets from there. And Antonio is a beast. I mean, I don't know. I I, I did mention this that uh, if he is fit, he is fantasy gold. There is absolutely no. And he's proving to be fantasy gold. Yeah, he is. Uh, he will not stay fit for very long, but. This is the time. If you don't have him, I think he should be your priority list right now. Hopefully, for West Ham's oh, yes, sake, uh, he does stay fit. I think we have spent a lot of lot of time covering the game. We I think we should. Anjan, anything to on. add? Otherwise, we'll move on. No, no, no. Nothing to add. Next, I just agree completely. Moving on to our next uh, hot topic, basically. Uh, before we started spotting the news came in that Harry Kane has uh, given the statement on Twitter that he will be staying for this season uh, at Tottenham and he is not moving anywhere and he is looking to contribute towards the team uh, just wanted to touch upon this topic uh, because i think it is interesting uh, to say the least for city as because they right now they don't have a forward option even if they do buy somebody it will be too late and uncharacteristic of city to buy somebody so late if they don't buy i think ferran torres becomes a brilliant option uh, going forward a 7 or 7 and a half i am not sure what his price seven. is uh, seven. 7 million midfielder who is playing as a false nine and even raheem sterling for that sense uh, playing as a false nine becomes amazing option so just to keep an eye on that uh, we did get a couple of questions regarding man city i think it is safe to say considering looking at their defensive stats Uh, be investing in Ruben Diaz or probably once John Stones who have actually gone down in price. They are a safe investment. You can definitely go forward for that because they are again looking towards the 20 clean sheet season easily. The problem right. for me with Man City assets is the fact that you never you do not know who is going to start each game week. That is, if 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 there is a way we can you know predict that or we can understand. I think defensively they are much more sound. in that sense ruben yeah, ruben is always sure yeah yeah so he's less prone to rotation anyways moving on uh, to the topic of the game league which is about chelsea and uh, romelu lukaku 
Uh, Anjan being the Chelsea fan, uh, he told me before the pod that uh, he will not be contributing anything to this particular section because he feels that if he does, it will be a biased opinion from his side. So, uh, this will be covered by me and Ronajai. Uh, generally, I think uh, Chelsea have found their missing piece in Romelu Lukaku. They created a lot of chance last season which were not really converted by the likes of Werner, Kai Havertz, Pulisic, a lot of them. Lukaku, straight off the bat, you can see that he is somebody who will not miss those chances. Needless to say, Lukaku had a very high shot conversion ratio throughout his entire career. I think it has been always been ranging around 23.5-25%. Right? So that is not the issue. Uh, the hype that, that is there, that what has happened once he has come back from Inter, is that his general gameplay, his creative part of the game, where he is holding back, he has his back to the goal and he can receive the ball and create spaces for other players to score that part has actually gone up and he, I he, think, was, uh, he was always uh, good at that even at Man United he was at the end of his so career he, he, he did I will choose to disagree with you regarding that because uh, at Man United least, uh, he was not really doing that he was eventually just struggling I think he scored 12 goals and he uh, gave around 6 to 8 assists I don't remember the Man United season that he played but generally, his, I mean, game did, his, his game did go down at Man United when Solskjaer came in. But these, yeah. uh, the point which you mentioned about holding players uh, and you know taking the ball and then distributing. Look, Lukaku but has he, always he has a, actually amped up that skill because he was probably, yeah. probably even at Inter. At Inter, at Inter, his game has obviously gone up. But he was already good at that, and he has at Inter he has built upon it. So he's yeah, now he has built upon player. it really. I mean, he's somebody who is. Uh, I would uh, go on to say this, uh, what I saw, I mean, it is tough to draw a conclusion from one particular match, but what I saw, I think he will have a season which is Kane-esque of last season, where he will definitely be touching around 20 goals and he will have assist in the double digits, right? Uh, A lot of question right now is regarding whether people should go to Lukaku right away or should they wait. So, what is your view upon that, Tonja? If you are doing a wildcard, you should definitely try and fit Lukaku into your team. But if you are not doing a wildcard, it will be a little difficult for you to fit in Lukaku. And with, especially with, uh, there are a lot of other options which are available, like Jimenez. Jimenez's game is going uh, good. Antonio is doing fantastically well. Even DCL is doing well. So, in short, I would say, if you are doing a wildcard, get him in. You can you can interchange between him and Kane uh, on the big games, and you can score a lot of points. But if you do not, uh, if you already have your team set and you're not using a wild card, and if it, if you do find it difficult to fit in Lukaku, it's worth taking the chance, in my opinion, with the other options that are available. So, what the question is basically is: Should people wild card right now? Uh, do you think this is the right time to wild card? Not for probably around game week four. Not for Lukaku. If you're only looking looking to bring Lukaku in, in my opinion, not only for that reason, but if you're looking to improve the other section segments of your team, uh, also uh, definitely mm, a very good option. Uh, I was even thinking about wild carding, but uh, most probably I will not. But let's see what do I do at the end of the game week. To this, I'd like to add on uh, just that. uh, if you think about it, if you actually 
probably ever in fpl from the crash is the man city or liverpool uh, i think man city so uh, that is one of the best run and if you can get lukaku at that point of time he will be a perma captain there is no doubt about it considering the fixtures yeah. uh, right now is everybody will get him everybody will get him everybody will get him in game week sir yeah. so uh, right now what the question of general mass is that uh, whether to get him right away from game week 3 till game week 7 when that run starts i think the only good fixture or only fixture that you can consider captaining him is probably aston villa at home barring uh, that i'm not saying that he cannot score in the other fixtures it's just that it's a question i mean do you how many how much how many goals do you feel lukaku will score considering if you see the run uh, of fixture that dcl and antonio have in the i think you can probably put that transfer off but if it's a price issue for you and if you can manage it without a wild card definitely go for it you are buying yourself a captaincy option in asset who will be there for the entire season there's no doubt about it but anything else and you would like price, to add i think obviously price uh, has to be an yeah. issue yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. price has to be an issue yeah but i think there are other gain price right right now antonio is getting going up in price i mean if uh, eventually west ham's uh, run turns and you're looking to sell you've already gained price on antonio and there are a lot of other people who are gaining price as well when uh, when that happens we'll see, but at this ad is not at this sorry? point when yeah. when i actually go and sell antonio but not at this point yeah definitely right at this point he is the player of fps right now so there's no point in selling antonio i think anjan uh, was giving his views about chelsea Yeah, yeah. Uh, before yeah, Anton yeah. gives, uh, I would also like to add uh, upon the fact of uh, Lukaku's implication on Chelsea team. Uh, other assets, if you are looking to cover Chelsea, Chelsea looks one of the best defense in the league. It has been the case under Thomas Tuchel. Uh, probably Anton can give us more insight into this if their fullback positions are nailed. If Reece James in particular, I think he has competition from Kalimarchan Odoi. If that is not the case, he is a brilliant option. uh left back position i don't understand really what is happening with ben chilwell but uh, whoever nails that position that is also an exciting option right something to keep in mind i think uh, if christensen continues to play he is cheap he is five and he plays for chelsea so if he should be a regular starter he is a good gateway into the chelsea defense i think rudiger is the only one who is probably confirmed in that defense and especially uh, yeah. guta also Aspicolata as well okay. might be missing yeah. out the odd game, but I think Aspicolata being priced at five and a half or six, I think he's overpriced in that sense, uh, considering the value that he provides point-wise into the game. Really? Anything else to add? Do you think Rhys uh, James will be a regular fixture in Chelsea team? Yeah, yeah, I feel like he would be starting starting nine out of ten game. and uh, more about that we are now linked with uh, someone else also we are linked with kunde 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 so if he comes then he yeah yeah if he comes he can play in that particular position also but yeah, he's but uh, if he comes he's going to replace christian going forward he's the right sided center back yeah yeah so i so i feel uh, uh, james is particularly nailed on and i want to add one more thing of lukaku uh, like he is now short 
uh, he used to take lots of shots for a goal earlier but uh, after uh, joining inter milan is like a shot for a goal has come to 4.2 or 4.8 so it's a very good thing uh, he would score definitely 20 25 goal In, yeah because uh, chelsea create more than inter chelsea on an average yeah. create 15.4 chances in a game and inter does 14 and a half so i i definitely see him having a brilliant season fpl wise i think we have covered it i think uh, another alternative option probably if people do want to get into i am not too insistent about it i think mount becomes an option because he will be a representative in the team and he does have assist potential so if that is the route that you will be looking forward to get into a chelsea asset uh, you can for me personally i think it will be defense and romelu lukaku there is no question about it True. right uh, moving on i think uh, let's move on to our next topic uh, which is uh, a lot of people actually had gone with either ivan tony or probably wilson right so people are looking for a forward change and uh, we are not doing any particular price packet but i think we have picked the uh, options that we think are the best right now uh, we have already covered lukaku so we will not be getting into it uh, in the forward options uh, ronaldo you want to take this yeah. i think yeah needless to say antonio is the best option here uh, and for me personally i do see him as uh the fixtures for him is getting better and with an amount of shots and amount of attacking prowess that we see of wolves he is definitely in, in my radar i am looking at him uh one of the surprises for me and we have listed it last uh, in this uh, in the screen that you see is armstrong armstrong seems to be one of the fastest players across, uh, around in the premier league this season and if southampton do well armstrong is definitely going to uh, be a very big part of it so armstrong is also a good option in my opinion if you have to go for someone right now it's it has to be between antonio and himenez and if you have or if you have them already i'm sure you most of most of us like me would not have started with himenez so if you're looking for a, a transfer himenez is definitely uh, one i would suggest without saying dcl also seems to be the focal point of the everton attack even uh, all the crosses are coming into him even Richardson is feeding uh, DCL crosses so even DCL uh, seems to be a good option for me at the moment i will uh, like to add on to that i mean as uh, you can already see on the scene uh, antonio is basically outstarting every other forward in the game right now well, let's uh, not talk he, about antonio yeah he i mean just for the benefit of the listeners i will just read it out he is highest for shots he is the first in the shots department he is his shots on targets is first he is highest for big chances created for his xg which is 2.76 he has a non penalty xg of 2 uh, he is leading in the big chances created so there's a success potential as well barring i i don't think there are many people who are not actually owning antonio or who are actually not looking to buy antonio so i think uh, an option alternative to that i definitely see uh dominic calvert lewin as a option going forward he is matching antonio in the shots in on target department he is actually had more shots on in the box than antonio which is hard to imagine right so that is something that is ahead of on point of what you said about himenez i think uh, himenez is right now ever present in the attack but 
I don't think we still have the old Raul Jimenez back because that is probably because he's coming back from injury and he does need a bit of time to recover. I uh, I think Bulls fixed a turn from game week four, so probably that is a time that you can um, think about it. You know, watch uh, watch and progress kind of a approach right now. Right now, Jimenez is not actually producing the goods, although he has the stats in his favor. Uh, something to look about, and if you are looking, uh, if you are somebody who has Ivan Tony, and if you are looking somebody in his range, I think Armstrong is uh, definitely a very good, exciting option. Yeah. I think so the reason I'm looking at the reason I'm looking at Jimenez is especially because uh, of the fact that you see he has made seven seven key passes, so he definitely has the uh, potential for assists. Plus, Bulls are uh, playing a lot the of crowd seems football. to be missing everything, right? Right now, so, so that is very important. <laughs> I don't even know where he's going to end up. Will he be in Spurs? Will he be in Wolves? We do not know. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, let's look ahead to game week three, guys. Uh, we will just quickly do what we think about the matches uh, prediction-wise. Uh, starting up front, I think the first match, uh, not much to explain. It is Man City versus Arsenal. I think uh, Arsenal will score in this match. I don't see City keeping a clean sheet. I will go with the scoreline yeah. of three goals to one. Moving on uh, to the fixtures of game week three, guys. Uh, I think uh, let's quickly do what we think about it. First match is pretty much straightforward. I think we have covered both teams extensively in this pod. Uh, Man City versus Arsenal. Uh, I don't see Man City keeping a clean sheet. I think Arsenal will eventually scored their first goal of the season. Uh, I see a three goals to one score line in favor of Man City. Uh, if Mares plays, I definitely see him scoring. 2-0 for me uh, to Man City. Uh, I do not think Arsenal will again score in this game. Uh, the, the one special thing that I would like to see is who is starting for Man City, what is their formation, who are the players playing. And also if Arsenal are slightly improving from uh, from the previous game weeks, because Arsenal also have, has a very good run of fixtures. So my eyes will be on them to see if, if there is an option there for me to pick. Anjan, what do you think of so the scoreline? Be? Scoreline, I feel it will be a 2 nil. Simple. To Arsenal? No, Man City. <laughs> okay. Even the most ardent Arsenal fan will not think that. Anyways, moving on. Uh, next fixture, Aston Villa versus Brentford. Uh, what's your take on this, Ronja? I hope finally Tony gives us some points, uh, goal-scoring points. He has been giving us two valuable points for the last two game weeks. Uh, this is uh, for me. This is the last game I'm had. I'm keeping Ings, so I'm also expecting some points from him. Uh, I think it's again going to be a KG affair. Two zero, two one to Aston Villa, in my opinion. Anjan, what do you think, Shomna? Uh, well, I feel uh, it would be one-one draw. One one bro. I think I, I would uh, also to wait to see. One, one. Uh, just sorry, uh, I would also like to see who are the players starting for Aston Villa and how they are. Uh, we are expecting a four four two when Watkins comes back. So that is also something yeah. I would like to uh, keep an yeah, eye on. Definitely, there's something of interest to Ings owner in particular. I uh, see similarly to Ronaldo as he said. I see probably. Brentford scoring a goal. I don't know if it is Tony or not. Uh, 2-1 to Aston Villa. Nothing much to add to this particular match. Moving on to the okay. next match, uh, I actually want your guys' view on this. Uh, what do you think about Brighton versus Everton? How do you see this match playing out? Attacking game. 
good game uh, there are, i i expect goals to be there in this in this game uh, i think everton should be able to keep a clean sheet i hope they are uh, but i also think that they will be able to keep, keep a clean sheet if the keeper clean sheet it's going to be 2 nil to everton but just in case they are not being able to keep a clean sheet I, in and brighton do score uh, things could go messy it could be 2 2 2 3 uh, to everton so everton winning 3 2 for me anjan anjan for me i feel like it would be a uh, low scoring game uh, it would end it would end like uh, brighton 1 nil or everton 1 nil or uh, it might be 1-1 draw also uh, for me i think brighton is a very organized in a good defense so everton probably will not have as much joy as especially at home Uh, as they had against Leeds as well as Southampton, their first two opponents. Uh, it's a bit tricky to call this match, particularly for me. I do see this either going a route wherein it's a draw, or I also see a scenario where Brighton can nick this one nil. So I will go with a one-one or a one-nil scoreline in favor of Brighton. Next Moving up on, is Newcastle uh, versus Southampton. What do you guys think? Yeah. I think uh, Newcastle will be winning this match two goals to one. I do see Southampton scoring again. I would love if they can. Sorry. He's talking about Wilson Brace. Probably. Let's hope. I think he's in a team, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, it's one of the fixtures of the game week: Norwich versus Leicester. A lot of people are considering. Or at least had considered earlier as a captaincy candidate kind of a match. So how do you see? I I personally see the uh, Leicester winning this match uh, two goals or three goals to nil. Two zero to Leicester in my opinion. Two two zero to Leicester in my opinion. I think Norwich eventually going to improve, but it might take the uh, international break for them to get organized, work on a lot near defense, and they will improve. Yeah. But this game is going to be too much for Norwich I, uh, in my opinion. Two zero to Leicester. I feel I feel, uh, I feel, uh, I feel uh, Norwich would uh, score a goal at least. I feel it would be one. Yeah, it's a possibility considering Leicester's defense. It's a possibility. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it would be one two. Uh, two one in favor of Leicester, right? Yeah. Leicester. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, this is a batch where a lot of people are considering captaincy option. We'll look at captaincy option. In a bit details after this, West Ham versus Crystal Palace. How do you guys see this match going? I think West Ham's going to keep their uh, form up. Uh, at least three goals, three goals to one, or three goals to zero for West Ham. I'm again expecting Ben Rama and the usual culprits, the Ben Rama and Antonio, to score. Uh, I am also looking at Bowen because he's playing uh, quite. Uh, he's uh, you know joining the attacks uh, for Ben Rama and. Uh, Antonio, so he, I am keeping an eye on him, but it should be yeah, easy for West Ham. Okay, I think Fornal played a number ten role Fornal, in the previous match too. Oh yes, Fornal is in here. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, I think uh, it could be a match where Palace uh, frustrates West Ham, but I do see West Ham winning this particular match. I would say uh, two goals for West Ham in and Palace probably scoring a goal. Zaha getting 
Yeah, I feel like it would be three nil. I feel uh, West Ham would keep their first clean sheet for this season. Because I feel like the Crystal Palace are very goal shy kind of a team. Yeah, actually, I also I'm convinced with that. I would like to. Uh, I think I'll change my prediction. I I see this match going two nil in favor of West Ham. I also see West Ham keeping their first clean sheet. Okay. Uh, okay. Moving on, uh, it's the blockbuster match of the ga- uh, game week. It's the Liverpool versus Chelsea. Very interesting to see how you guys see this. I'll start Very, off with Anjan. How do you see this match going? I feel uh, we should uh, nick this game uh, probably by winning one nil, which we did earlier also. So I would stick with that particular score line. Chelsea won, Liverpool nil. It's a tough game league. It's it's probably it's easily the hardest uh, of all the games to pick. Uh, Liverpool would be at home. I'm I'm just trying to think what the game, what the score line should be. Chelsea's defense are too good. I think it's going to be a one-one draw. Uh, at least I think no no team is going to give, uh, try an attack and just want to lose the game just before the uh, international game week. Uh, both might play safe after 70 to 60 minutes if both are drawing. If one of them is winning, obviously uh, uh, things do change. But if the score line is same, uh, same uh, going into 70th or the 75th minute, I do expect them to not be too adventurous and play out a draw. So I think one-one, uh, but it can be anything in this game. Uh, it's actually a tough match to call. Uh, personally, I think uh, uh, Lukaku probably won't have as much joy against uh, Matip and Van Dijk. They will be up to him. Uh, but I don't see again a clean sheet for either of the team. I will go with a score line of two-one. I cannot say in whose favor. I think either side winning it two one. I don't see this being a draw as well. I think there will be a result in this match and we'll go two one either ways. What do you think about Salah and Mane? Uh, will they? Do you think Salah historically has scored uh, against Chelsea before? Uh, yes, I yes. think uh, being um, in the form that he is, he does look uh, sharp. So. Definitely, there is chance. Mane finally actually got his goal for the season, so a bit of confidence will be high. And I I don't see any reason why Liverpool will be shy in that sense because they have also been uh, quite dominant in their first two matches. So they will be going into this match with uh, as much uh, you know positive uh, energy as probably Chelsea is. So it will be an interesting clash to see. I do see a result happening in this particular match. Right. Moving on to Sunday's yeah, fixtures, uh, we kick it off with. Sorry. No, no, please go. No. On. Oh, oh. Uh, Burnley versus Leeds. So, how do you guys see this match going? Two nil to Leeds or three one to Leeds. I agree. I do. I, I do, I I do expect Bamford to uh, Bamford to score in this game. Uh, True. So yeah. I think Leeds. I uh, Burnley are all, also buying a new player, a left wing, uh, left. Uh, left yeah, back from Leo, yeah, who plays in a multitude of positions. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he I don't starts. think he'll be coming straight away. I think he'll be yeah. into the team, but uh, yeah, something to look forward to. Laurent, Laurent, uh, I think uh, that, uh, 
so i feel like the leeds defense would improve to lorento started in last match last night so i feel like it would be a 2 nil to leeds cool i we all predict leeds winning this particular match i i don't see it going any other way uh moving on it spurs versus watford uh it's again an important fixture a lot of people considering captaincy option how do you guys see this going i i feel, feel like i feel like i feel like it's a hurricane brace written all over it because he is just tweeted today that he is because he would be playing for spurs this particular season and i feel like he would make a he would make a statement particularly in this match i feel it would be a hurricane brace ronija Two nil or three nil to uh, Spurs. Watford did not look very good in the last game. I expect nothing much uh, from them at this game week. And Spurs usually, at least in the last few seasons, they have started well. I expect them to do that uh, this time as well. And uh, especially with Kane now sorting out his fixture, the team will be more confident uh, that now the things have settled down. And um, it should sh- uh, show. It should uh, show on the pitch, I guess. So two or two or three nil to Spurs. For me, uh, I I feel Spurs have been lucky to keep two clean sheets back to back. So I probably see they might be uh, be conceding in this match. Uh, for me, a lot of this matches scoreline will depend as to how Watford approach the game. If they sit back, uh, then I don't see it as a very high scoring match. If they go for it, I do see it as a high scoring match. I will go with the scoreline of three to three goals to one. Especially now that uh, Kane has said, I mean, if he is starting, then it becomes a totally different game altogether. So three to one for uh, Spurs. Moving on, uh, I think uh, the last fixture of the match, uh, game week rather, it's Wolves versus Man United, right? I will start first. I see Man United winning this match comfortably. Uh, I would go with a score line of either three goals to nil or four goals to nil in favor of Man United. Oh, sorry. I don't think it's. I will not uh, go in favor of a nil because Shaw does not ever clean, keep a clean sheet for me when I have in my team. So I probably will still score their first goal. So yeah, three one to Man United. I think. I think two one to Man United. Uh, Wolves Man United has been a KG affair uh, in the last few seasons. I expect that to continue. Uh, United will be pumped up, especially after dropping points last game. So I expect them to just nick uh, the game. Two one to them. Anjan, Anjan, I feel, yeah, uh, uh, I feel like it would be uh, Wolves one, Man United two, similar kind of score, similar to me. Yeah. Okay, now that we are moving on, this uh, let's look at the captaincy options for this particular game week, right? So, uh, yeah. what we have done is, uh, I think the popular captain choices this game week are probably is probably rather Bruno Fernandes or any alteration of Man United in that sense. Barring that, if people are looking for alternative options, I think we have picked out uh, Spurs being an option, Spurs asset, and Aston Villa since they are playing Brentford, as well as West Ham who are on form team and they are playing Crystal Palace. So what we have done, as you can see on the table, we have done a comparison of these four defenses and their defensive stats over the season, uh, up till now that is. So 
what you see is brentford has conceded the highest number of shots and shot in the box also conceded brentford are topping the charts in that sense the standout thing although is bulls who have conceded the most shot on target they have the highest xgc expected goals conceded as well as they have the least expected clean sheet number so i do think it will be a comfortable match for uh, man united in that sense right watford as well they have conceded four big chances right which is the highest in the division as of now and they have also conceded four goals and this was from an xtc of obviously 2.66 but uh, general gameplay wise it does look probably uh, from a villa standpoint the captaincy option would be danny ings but i, I don't see particularly him being a very good captaincy option this game be considering the alternatives being bruno and son uh, personally i feel uh, it was 50-50 between bruno and son but now kane saying that he is there and he will play it will change the entire dynamic uh, probably for me i would say first assets are the best option in this particular game the four captaincy uh, you guys what do you guys think I agree to your point, Shomnath. I think Spurs assets would definitely be uh, the one to look for. Bruno Fernandes is obviously an easy captaincy choice and uh, could be the most uh, you know common choice. Uh, I am not very sure about uh, Danny Ings. Aston Villa has not looked that great, and that is the reason I am definitely of uh, Danny Ings. What for do you me, think about Antonio? A lot of people will be uh, looking to captain Antonio. Definitely, Antonio is definitely one choice. and definitely one chance and he could be a differential captain because not many would go for him in my opinion so if you want to go for a differential captain antonio is your guy uh, i was looking to bring in Sp- uh, son uh, you know for this game week before kane went ahead and mentioned all those things uh, so i'm quite confused i would probably not uh, if anything i think be- it makes than a better choice it de- it does make son a better choice it makes than a better choice for the game week it does make son a better choice but i was hoping to bring him in and keep him but now i will not be able to keep him considering his price bracket uh in i think for in this game week antonio for me would be the captaincy choice at least for now but let's see uh, it also should depend on the press conferences and how i feel on saturday anjan how do you see uh, who would be your captaincy choice uh, my captaincy options uh, would be uh, antonio and Bruno Fernandes. I will be captaining one of them. That's for sure. Probably I am captaining Antonio because he is the guy man in form right now. So, so yeah. yeah, I think uh, form breeds a lot of things. I mean, that breeds confidence and that leads to FPL points. Definitely, he is one to consider. Uh, moving on, uh, we move on to our differential and clean sheet section, right? So I'll just quickly read this. Uh, for me, my differential pick has been James Ward-Prowse. Anjan has picked differential as Delhi Ali, and Ronajer has gone ahead with Adam Armstrong. So we have <laughs> both gone on with the same team, right? Yeah. From the same team, rather. Uh, for clean sheet, I have gone ahead with West Ham. Anjan has gone ahead with Man City, and Ronajer has gone ahead with Spurs, right? I think Anjan has a interesting contest that he is keeping tab off as to how many of our differential picks actually come true. 
and he is deeming from year to year because he is leading back to back game weeks his differential pick have come good in the first game week it did not for me last game week it did for me i think ronaldo is a blank for both the game weeks as of now so you have to pick up your game bro don't listen to me guys <laughs> differential part special differential part special moving on uh, let's move ahead to our teams and our transfer planning i think i'll we will start with anjan's team and then if you could uh, read out your team for people listening Uh, what well, your front uh, well, my well, my 11 in my goalkeeper is sanchez and my defenders are alexander arnold show eiling and my midfielder benrama fernandes sala barnes krilish and my forward are wilson and antonio right now right now antonio is right now antonio is my captain it may change to no fernandes also but most probably i will go with him and i one more thing to any transfer no no i am not doing any transfer but if i am just waiting for the news of habib bank will he start will he not start if if he isn't starting then i might do a transfer then Do you have any transfer in hand? No. No. I don't Actually, know. he used his transfer in game week two. Yeah. So yeah. he does not have a rollover transfer. He only has a single transfer. He's rolling it over for international break. Yeah. I think uh, pretty much straightforward. Uh, moving on, uh, let's move on to Ronaldo's team, right? Mm-hmm. And you do have two free transfers. So if you would like to oh, read yeah. out the team for our uh, listeners first. So Sanchez as goalkeeper, Whiten, Shaw, Arnold. Aling uh, and Dinie in defense, along with Simicas, who, who currently I have on the bench. Uh, Greenwood, Fernandez, and Salah to start. Uh, I have Gilmore and Sar on the bench. Tony Ings and Antonio um, at this point. I have to use a transfer. So, at the beginning of the game week, I was considering Salah to Son, uh, but now that I have, I'm not going for that option. Uh, I have I have a lot of options. So one of the one of the options that I'm looking for is Semikas to Liveramento. I'm just waiting to see who uh, what is the news about Robertson. Uh, the other options I have is I can upgrade Sar to Rafinha and downgrade Dinie. That is also one of the options that I'm looking at. Um, just before the pod i i we heard that kane will be staying at spurs i'm not looking at him uh, but if i if i try and do something crazy maybe i'll try and fit him in for tony and downgrade sala but that's the least of my uh, you know that is the least of the priorities uh, or the possibilities for me at this moment so i have a plethora of options in this game week uh, i wanted to say i i probably want to use one transfer only and then and then uh, keep two for post uh, the international friend, the international games but as of now i think i'm going to do dinie and sar to rafinha and someone i i still have to see who are, who are you getting in, uh, in, term, of in terms of captaincy i i have still have to see uh, there are a lot of defensive options i do not have an idea you have if you can give me an idea i would love to take it do you have money in the bank i do not have anything in the bank No, no, I don't. Anything in the bank? Okay. 
so uh, considering that you already have ailing uh, and you will have you will you will be switching the formation to 343 essentially right uh, we can break out so i if think i don't get uh, yeah obviously yeah so uh, for that uh, i think uh, libramento can be a good option or i mean whoever you can see because as of now i don't yes. think there are very uh, many four and a half million defenders that i'm really impressed with or who are stand out probably the stand out picks are from spurs but then again they will be signing defenders so i'm not really sure if their positions are fixed or not something to consider i think uh, if you're switching formation and it's just for bench Um, should keep money and go move for libramento i think libramento is uh, definitely one of the options i'm looking at uh, okay. any any crazy any crazy transfers you would suggest if i do, do decide to downgrade sala because i, I have should to bring him back to next down... week sorry so i if i remove sala i will have to bring him uh, back next week since uh, we the, pre- the premier league teams are not releasing the players for the uh, red countries so mm-hmm. uh, liverpool liverpool play uh, leeds next week which is mm-hmm. which is a goal scoring so i was considering a one week punt sala to someone and then i will have two transfers in my hand i'll bring in sala and i will see so any crazy ideas there uh, it depends i mean if you're moving for somebody like uh, sun i think sun is a good option over the next two game week itself uh, mm-hmm. barring this right now probably there aren't many midfield assets that you can punt upon i mean i do believe you already have bruno sun looks somebody who is probably a decent choice decent the problem with choice. sun is that he has a very good dex game week also crystal palace so i will again be in a conundrum do i bring salah in do i keep sun i so personally would not way. downgrade salah in your position I, i don't see i i can easily see him scoring against chelsea as well So I I I would Actually, not. I'm just team. thinking about a punt there, uh, but so what about your yeah. your team, uh, Shonal? Tell us about your team then. Uh, moving on to my team, I must confess first I have already made my free transfers as well as I have taken a hit. So in total, I have already done free transfers. I had two transfer rolled over, right? My eleven uh, right now looks as Sanchez in goal, Trent Alexander Arnold, Shaw, and Shane Duffy. I have gone for Duffy. I will tell you my reason for that. In midfield, I have Greenwood, who I was missing. I have Ben Rama. I have Salah. I have Harvey Barnes. I have Sadio Mane. Right now, the captaincy is on Mane, but that is just not a thing. It will not be captain on Mane. And my front two is uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Mikel Antonio. Right. So uh, I will uh, tell you what my transfers were. Uh, I had to lose Matt Target because he was not starting. I was really frustrated. Actually, I got 79 points from only 10 players. I did not have an 11th player playing due to Matt Target. So I did downgrade him to Duffy. The reason I went for Duffy is Duffy is somebody. He has seven shots on target, which is the highest across the division for any defender, right? And I don't see that slowing down. Duffy is very lethal inside the box, right? Brighton is a good defense. I personally don't see Duffy getting dropped. even if weltment is getting fit right so they will fit probably in another system i don't see lamte right away coming into the left wing back position as well so i do see duffy continuing and even if he is not i do have ben white who has his fixtures turning from game week 4 so i do have a backup in that sense 
I removed Mares for Greenwood because I did not want to spit over the lineups of Pep every game week where they is starting, where they is not starting. So I felt it was not worth it. I got his goal, goal from Mares for in 15 minutes. I was happy about it, but I did not want to live with that. I think Greenwood, considering how Martial played, as you have already covered, I think Greenwood will be there in the team unless something dramatic happens, like an injury or something. I don't hope it happens. I think he's a good option going forward. I just had to go for uh, DCL, although I don't think it's a good fixture for DCL probably. But uh, I wanted to jump in on him a bit early because uh, I do see DCL rising in price and he's somebody, as I already covered in the Lukaku section, that I will be looking at Antonio on DCL to uh, make that gap away for, from Lukaku for me. right? So that was what my hit was for last night. Right? Today, as of now, I'm, we are recording on a Wednesday night. So, uh, I'm actually looking to take a further hit. I mean, people might think I'm crazy. But I do like to do many wild cards when I'm uh, saving to transfer. My uh, other hit was supposed to be fraud money, right? I was confused. And whoever will be the hit will be my captain for this particular game week. I was confused, confused between Bruno and Sun, uh, whether I should go for Bruno or for Sun. Uh, Right now, after listening to whatever you guys have to say and about after the pod, I think I'm leaning a bit towards Sun, but uh, still, it's not 100% convinced. The fact that we haven't covered Bruno, could, uh, because we do not cover Bruno, we expect good things from him uh, normally. That is the reason we do not cover Bruno. So, I think that's a tough choice which you have to take. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I do not... have uh, two magnetic fixtures in Sh- I mean, players in Shaw and Greenwood. So, I, I do. Like you said, Shaw won't give a clean sheet to you. And to us, yeah. as long as you keep him in the team. Uh, but, uh, I also believe like Spurs has a good fixture in Watford. So I'll see. I'll definitely post my team, right? Anything else uh, to add, guys? You guys want to help me out regarding my transfer? Any suggestions? Yeah. Who I should yeah. No, I think yeah. 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 Actually, uh, I see you have. Uh, Harvey Barnes in your team. What if, what if he? What if, what if the news, news comes that okay, he won't, he won't start or something like that? That probably. What do you uh, that's why I've held on to that hit. Uh, if that is happening, uh, then obviously getting him out will be a priority. Uh, mm. In that sense, definitely I do become limited in option wise. Then I will have to be a bit creative. Let's see. Okay. I mean, yeah, right. I think you're, you're already I, I, I don't on the basis. He's injured. I mean, in that sense, there's no need to panic. His, I, uh, I, I do not see any reason why he should not start. So Yeah, his removal was due to the red card. And I do see him, uh, Ianacho and Vardy starting up front for the next game. Again, especially against Norwich. I mean, it is not a very difficult fixture in that sense for Leicester. I, I don't have my doubts that he'll be starting. But then again, any last minute suggestions, guy, who I should go between Bruno and are you planning to bring in Lukaku? If if yes, then do not go for Bruno. But if you're if you're not looking to bru- uh, get in Lukaku before your wild card, I think Bruno's the man to get into your team. Okay. It's a lot to think about. I'll have to think about it. Anyways, uh, thank you guys. I hope you guys liked what we did today on the pod. We are constantly trying to upgrade our tech part. We are constantly trying to upgrade the content that we provide you. Um, 
once again please do like and subscribe if you like our content right especially do hit the like button because that helps us getting discovered over the youtube algorithm I mean, that's how the algorithm works right uh, anything else you guys want to add otherwise i'll just mention the special announcement that i said that i'll mention no i think no. i i think no. i also reiterate the same thing we would love to have your views and your likes uh, if you do like our content and uh, we are also i think we are also going to have a special uh, pod next week uh, yeah. to cover the transfer so, which uh, we will be talking we about are actually doing a pod over the international uh, game week i mean international break rather we would be covering the transfer roundup and probable wild card teams that we can go ahead uh why the pod is special to us because a very special uh, a friend of ours at least i mean he's special to us he will be coming on the pod right a lot of he, he is actually one of the back back room back engine people behind this pod and you know, one of the brains behind this pod yeah one of the brains behind this pod he it was his idea actually to start this pod so yeah it will be fun it will be special to us so do tune in i think we'll be doing it uh, over uh, weekend because there's no matches over the weekend right so we'll be probably doing it around saturday ish it's not hard and fast we'll uh, we will see we will see twitter. do not do not promise things we do not do, we yeah we'll we keep you updated on twitter we'll see around we'll see we are around that time only right sure uh it's a good night for me guys uh, thank you so much for listening in thank you everyone with a bu- good